Hi, it's Paul. Welcome to the Pylon Ultra Pod and welcome back if you've been here before. This is just a short episode and the last sprint pod of our series on thought biases. There are four episodes before this one, so going by my calculations, you could catch up in less than an hour and maybe be prompted to think a bit deeper about the things you don't even realise that you do. These thought biases we've been talking about are usually unconscious or we are at least a little ignorant to them and these distortions can be holding you back. This is why we do these podcasts to try to learn more about ourselves so that we can be better people. I don't know about you, but I haven't listened to James last week in the episode talking about musts and shoulds. I was much more aware of my tendency to think like that. I was able to see where I was applying unnecessary pressure on myself and where I was building myself a platform for dissatisfaction at best and suffering at worst. It's amazing when you realise that most of the time you do that to yourself. I must never make a mistake is something completely unrealistic for me to hold myself to and I should exercise a little kindness to myself as I would do to others. Anyway, on to the main subject for this week and we call this all or nothing thinking. And as a coach at Pylon for many years, I can say for sure that this one is especially common in athletes and in particular when training maybe hasn't been going so well or the results in races haven't been hitting the mark that they've set themselves, so please listen up. In simple terms, all or nothing thinking refers to thinking in extremes. What you do is either a success or a failure. Your performance was totally good or it was totally bad. It's a completely binary thinking pattern. If you're not perfect, then you're a disaster. I didn't run that session quicker than the last time, so I'm getting slower and my training isn't getting me anywhere. Or I felt absolutely crap on that last long run on Saturday. I'm unfit, unhealthy, overweight and I'm wasting my time. I see and hear those things all the time. The trouble is that while striving for perfection can help some people onto new levels of performance, it also means there's no accounting for any shades of grey in between. And we all love shades of grey, right? Seriously though, when you don't accept that everything we do is on a scale rather than just success or failure, it can result in a lot of negative evaluations of yourself and of other people. Take for example, all or nothing thinking in an event that we might put on at Pylon. So I'll work with the team who care as much as I do about giving people the best possible experience be it one of our training camps or even just one of our exposure races. On the build-up to the event or during it, someone questions why we have done something a certain way. And in the right circumstances, that can take all of my focus. And when that's seen through an all-or-nothing lens, you tend to start thinking in absolutes. This is a disaster. It's not worth the hassle. Everyone will or has hated it. Why did we do this? This thought bias sets an unreasonable rule in which any outcome less than 100% equates to 0%. And that leads to loads of harsh negative judgments about yourself, which in turn lowers self-esteem and confidence. And it probably makes you more likely to think and react in the same way in the future too. You're reinforcing that behaviour. And that can have an even bigger impact. Now we all know there's huge value in forming good habits. When we have these bedded in, we don't have to think much about doing them and we don't have difficult decisions to make every time that habit requirement comes around. That 5am run 
isn't as difficult when it's something that you've done for a long time. So, say for example, you're attempting to eat a healthier diet or to start some kind of fitness plan, be it running or something else. So if it's new, then you're really attempting to change your current behaviour in some way, be it making healthier or more measured food choices or committing to training four times a week, for example. But if you think about your new diet or fitness programme in all or nothing terms, it's pretty likely that just one indiscretion, one mistake, is going to derail your entire effort. We've all seen it. Oh well, I missed that session on Friday, so I'll start again properly next week. Anything short of 100% might as well be 0%. So if you stick to your diet or fitness programme 90% of the time, all or nothing thinking will have you believe that you've totally failed and that you might as well eat whatever you want or just train whenever you really feel like it. You're a failure anyway. This type of thinking is going to hold you back from achieving or trying things in your life. Not being the best on the team really shouldn't stop you playing the sport. Not having a full hour to do your run shouldn't have you skipping your workout entirely. And as a coach, I ask all my athletes to have an emergency 20-minute workout that can be done anywhere if those circumstances ever crop up again. It's really important to try to learn to operate in those grey areas and make decisions that are in your best interest longer term. Okay, the session wasn't the one that we had planned, but you still laced up your shoes, you still did a short run and a few strides, and you were significantly better off for doing it. So enough with the examples, what are we going to do about this type of thinking? Well, we're all different for a start, and we're all motivated by different things. The key to moving past all or nothing thinking is just to start. Don't spend the next two weeks thinking about it. Yeah, I heard something on a podcast, sounded kind of useful, but I can't really remember it. Do it. Notice when you think like that and just get started on doing the things that matter to you without crippling yourself with binary success or fail standards. Whatever it is, just get started. Gain some momentum and that helps you to feel good about yourself. And then reassure yourself with things like positive self-talk if that helps you and just keep moving forward. Specifically, one, I would be clear on your goals and have those goals be somewhat realistic. Two, I would take action. It's really easy to dream. It's really easy to plan. It's easy to tell people what it is you want to do. But until you start taking steps, it's really nothing. Three, I would track progress and I would take some reward and good feeling from the smaller wins, getting out and doing that session even just doing that 20 minute emergency session is a small win and you should feel good about doing it and tracking your progress. Four, you have to learn from your mistakes. Things are going to go wrong and when they do go wrong, it's actually an opportunity to change your approach. So go easy on yourself and take more action and don't write yourself off. And finally, just a small one, remember to actually take the enjoyment from the achievement. I see it so often and I do it myself also. Yeah, the result was great but I didn't break the course record. Yeah, I got that sub three marathon I've worked so hard for but my friend finished three minutes ahead. Reward yourself. Use the thought of that reward as you build towards your goal to keep yourself motivated and make sure you follow through with celebrating it. For years, I've just had a good result in a race, for example, and then I automatically reset the clock and go straight back into getting ready for the next race. I never really accept that I achieved what I'd set out to and I don't take a huge amount of enjoyment from it and it's something that 
I've been trying to change over the years. There's maybe a lesson in there for us all. And talking of lessons, as you know, the next episode will be James and I talking to each other about the lessons of the last five episodes. But what we'd really love to do is to hear from you and let your feedback, your learning and thinking on what we've posted help us to go a little bit deeper. So we'd love to hear from you and let others hear what you have to say too. So if you fancy telling us what you've learned about yourself from any of the episodes, any changes you've made in your thinking, why not record yourself and send it to us and you can be at the centre of our next episode. You can just record an audio on your phone and send it to our email address, support at pylonultra.com or through social media at pylonultra. So tell us what you think or tell us what you've changed and what you've learned or, or how your approach to training or life has changed. Record an audio. It'll take you two minutes. Please don't be shy and please get involved. That's me for now. I'll leave it there. If you took anything from the podcast, then please give us a shout on social media. It helps us to gauge what content is working and keeps us motivated to doing more. We're trying to connect with a great community of people who are keen like us to make the most of what we do and how we interact in this world. As a community, we can build the belief and support for us all to take on bigger and bolder challenges. From a coaching perspective, please get in touch. We have the best team of coaches who also happen to be genuinely fantastic people. And every week I see them supporting and motivating athletes. So if you fancy being part of Team Pylon and you're happy to put the work in, then we're waiting to hear from you. I think I have about 30 seconds left, so I'm going to use it just with this quote that sums up the episode for me when things haven't gone to plan in your day. The quote is, This is a moment of suffering. Suffering is part of my life. May I be kind to myself. May I give myself the compassion I need. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Cheers.